We made it. We had a, made it. a whole lead-in conversation go. about MySpace and scene kids and and oh, uh, and Berlin. I'm so sorry. Priceless content. Priceless. <laughs> on honestly, missed out on so much. Monetize that. You know, you put it <laughs> exactly. on the Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. So yeah, welcome. Thank you very much for spending your evening with us. It's uh, it's it's a. Uh, it's nice to be able to talk to you because I, I mean, we uh, we both fucking love this this record that you you've, uh, you've crafted here. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that it does as much for the for the general public as it's done for us. Because I feel like uh, you know it, within our little team we've just sort of got a few bands that everybody sort of fanaticizes about, and I feel like it's like Vatican, Ithaca, uh, Job for a Cowboy, you know. Job for a Cowboy, James <laughs> Brown, Static Dress, Dress, and, Thor uh, yeah, yeah. and, and uh, Thornhill and stuff like that. We all just like we just love those bands, um, and definitely. And I I tell you, one hundred percent among that. I mean, you can see we put up the review today. Our uh, writer Dallas gave you a ten, I think. Oh my god, so, that was amazing! It's seven wow. year so far, so yeah, you incredible. Yeah, that man, so that, much, that man loves that loves the record. I love it as well. But yeah, he is like you've made a lasting impression on that boy. Yeah, <laughs> that's wild. Truly, that is wild. Like man, we've that actually. This is ridiculous, but that's the second sort of because we got a ten, not on a big probably you know we got a, a podcast gave us a ten out of ten today, and I was just I can't believe this. Anyway, it's really that is really really incredible. Thank you so much, guys. It it's really a fantastic a record. You've like I feel like this is uh, in in a world where so many uh, albums now are like twenty fucking tracks and and like it's just like bloated yeah. as shit. Obviously, twenty is hyperbole, but like so many uh, bands like don't know where to trim the fat. Yeah. I feel like you've got like just nine tracks, bam, 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 just banger after banger. It just feels concise and really clean, and and that there's so much value in that. I think there will be Thanks, people man. who like, who are never happy with anything, and they'll go nine tracks. That's not enough. But I, it's literally just exactly how it should be. I think, and it's just it's Thanks, just man. perfect. I really appreciate that. Yeah, there's a little bit. Um, there's an element of like um, that. That I think comes from a mix of like impatient and uh undiagnosed adhd within the band um and also a sense of like i think that's partly why because people always moan about how long it takes well always people have moaned about how long it takes for us to write records and i think one of the reasons we take so much time is because we are really really brutal and really like shave if it's not like if we if we have a riff or a section and we don't feel like it's sort of like in our heads, I'm not saying in anyone else's heads, but in our heads, a 10 out of 10 section or like, a, you know, like if it doesn't give us that feeling of like, yeah, then it just doesn't go in. Um, and I really aren't like, I can't tell you how much it means that that is that people are feeling that when they listen to it. Yeah, it's it's yeah, we really try to kind of trim the fan, only keep the bits that really, really landed, I think. Yeah, I, I th that definitely shows. And I mean, um, in terms of you saying you know, how long it takes to get these these records out. I mean, the, the work shows, but I do kind of want to touch base on, you know, this is a record that was announced quite far in advance. And uh, even then, I'm sure you, you completed it before that point anyway. Mm -hmm. What's it like to finally be at that point where it's like, it's coming out next week. It's real. It's actually happening. The day is upon us. Like, what, what's going through your head right now? And I, I'm sure you can speak for the rest of the band on that as well. So. Yeah, sure. It's incredibly surreal. It's very emotional. I think, like, listen, the, ultimately, the thing that is hard, harder to communicate to people unless they listen to things like this, I mean, we're trying to do it in interviews, but 
the 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 thing that that like is that there is a huge amount of kind of um emotional context for all of us around this album for everyone in general obviously given what we've all been through in the last couple of years but like the the members of the band have been through some really tough times in the run up to this record i mean like when 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 uh, I, I, we recorded lang- language um literally the month after my mum passed away and my mum my mum is the you know the main parent in my life and all this sort of stuff and then and then I had to go through a whole like therapy thing during the pandemic because there was a lot of like unresolved stuff I hadn't worked through and that is not the only story of that kind within the band and you know um it, it just feels extremely kind of loaded and and weighty because we did put, yes, every, every band does, obviously this is not a kind of unique thing to say in some ways, but we put an extraordinary amount of emotion into the making of the record. And we're also kind of, because the, the, there's a kind of a lot of intent and there's a lot of like clear mission statements of what we're trying to do with the record, we also feel very like, it's kind of hard to define. There's, there's a sense of like, okay, we're really trying to like communicate something to you as, as our audience, as the people who are listening to this. We're really kind of trying to say, we've all changed. We are very different people. We're a different band. And there are some really like what we hope are quite big, chunky values that we're trying to communicate to you, ranging from like the album being a kind of overall critique of male power and male power structures and the way that that, that male violence has, has, has damaged all of us in, in individual different ways, which is more of a political message, to ultimately the way the album ends, which is offering the chance that like, you know what, it is possible for you to heal from your trauma, you know, and it, and it feels it feels like it isn't. And we live in an age, I think, where like, there is a lot of nihilism kicking about for reasons I completely understand and which I'm not, you know, ignorant to. But yeah, my experience and the experience of a few members of the band was actually that it's possible to like, if you dive into the crevasse and you do the inner work, it is possible to find healing. And if you seek that healing, you will have the like the internal infrastructure to be able to stand in this power. And that is an act of rebellion against structural male power, if that makes sense and isn't too sort of academic and wanky. But this is the kind of like the the concept, but if the album has a concept, it's that really. I mean, there's other stuff going on, obviously, but you know, that that's what we're trying to so sorry to go back to your original question i think it feels really weighty and it feels really like we've been sat with this stuff for like two years you know what i mean ruminating on these ideas and this sort of stuff so so for it to be like almost out is is yeah i guess yeah cool it's cool, <laughs> it's cool. In, in a word <laughs> in a word cool <laughs> like it yeah thumb up yeah to, to sum up oh, two no. years of of uh of traumatic experiences the word yeah, is yeah. cool and incredibly yeah. hard work and you know like deep thinking and yeah all that sort of stuff I can only imagine, I can only imagine how 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 like weirdly tough that is. I mean, you know, you spend two years, you put your soul in, and you just your your voice down on these uh, in these lyrics and you know these themes and stuff. And then it's like two years down the line, you you, you think you I think when you start a record, I'm not going to speak for the band, but mm-hmm. like when you start a record, you don't know how long it's really going to take, and totally. then you start writing things at the beginning. You're like, am I going to feel like this in two years? Totally. Especially if you're getting to super like, like really genuinely emotional and 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 uh, to to use a bit of a basic word, but very deep topics like uh, For sure. like like that, like the ideas of you know the patriarchal structures and 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 you know whatever else people may glean from this kind of record. I mean, uh, it, you know, it, it's a lot to sit on. <laughs> like mm-hmm. emotionally, it's quite quite a heavy thing to sit on. It's like shit. I mean. 
this is going on right now. Who knows? Mm. Things might get better or worse in the next couple of years. And then by mm. the time it's actually out, I may I may agree with this even more than I did two years ago. Or I may mm -hmm. think, oh, you know, maybe I'm all right now. Or whatever, but, but I think it's still totally. it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. I'll let you. I'll yeah, let no, you. no, no. I like. I, I really agree with that, and it's so funny because on the one hand, like all of us are like, man, we really are not the people who made any more who made language of injury, even though that was only whatever three years ago, and, um, and so that yeah, that's that that feels really different and really crazy, and also I think that's reflected in like the kind of arc of the album. Again, sorry, this might sound a bit wanky, but like. We really like by the time we get to like writing like the kind of power ballad and stuff that I'm really excited for people to hear and all this sort of stuff, which is much more focused at, like and we're getting towards, you know, the stuff at the end, which is a lot more optimistic and a lot more hopeful. A lot of that stuff I did write, uh, you know, and like bring the initial ideas to the other guys for that stuff a lot later as as I and us had all started to kind of take that journey. So in some ways we feel like it's kind of like the image on the cover feels really like how we feel now as opposed to how we did when we started writing the album so everything kind of fit together you know when we were taking those pictures when we had just come out of the studio like all of this stuff it really started to like coalesce at the right time so um on the one hand yeah we were holding on to a lot of emotional stuff and like the optimism is is like in some ways is a space that we're more sitting in now and the more like here we go, like the standing and the strength, that kind of thing, which is cool. It's exciting. In a, and, and, and again, in a word, cool. In a, in a word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Joe, I think you, you specifically wanted, there were some things you wanted to specific, uh, get, get, get into the details of, I suppose. Yeah, let's go, Joe. Um, the notes. Yeah, let me look at the notes. I think the, the first one is around... Um, Putting track number five was track number six. Oh my god! Yes, I love it. I can talk about this. Forget anything else we're going to talk about. Let's just talk about this specific troll that we did. This is great. Thanks, guys. Yes, that was that was absolutely. Uh, we, once we did that, we were like, "This is the most annoying troll," for, particularly for people who like, uh, you know, will notice these kind of things. So yeah, souls about that. Apologies. <laughs> no, don't apologize. Be unapologetically just. Uh, meme and <laughs> just to yeah, lead yeah, into it. Fuck it. Yeah. It's. I think it's literally the opposite of what All That Remains did back in the day. Like they, I think tra the song six is track five or track seven. Is on it? that record? It's track seven. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you're, you're like a, you're a degree of separation away from the from the All That Remains bit. <laughs> from yeah, 2006. yeah. Well, what were you gonna? We were gonna call that track something else. We're gonna call it like. Um not pathogen or something like that but we were just a bit like uh, a bit boring and then we were like sick track number five there's a reason why it's called number five that jamila knows but she won't tell us i don't know what it is but anyway um she's withholding so yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah she's keeping that keeping that one quiet but she was like i also really want to do this because this is hilarious to me so yeah, yeah. So right then. and i guess um like you touched it as well that you know you're different band um from that language and i think mm. i could remember it was from the maiden fear account but it, you saw there's a tweet being like, oh, everyone thinks we're a new band, like with mm. the new stuff coming out. And I guess just kind of what's, how is that? Because I, like, personally like, person speaking as well, I didn't know who Ithaca were until um, they first came out. And like, mm -hmm. my friend showed it to me, and I was like, holy shit, this is really fucking good. Um, and obviously, like, it's gone from there. And I said, that one's amazing. But um, yeah, I guess, what's that like for you, I guess? Because 
you must be a feeling from the band that you're getting a lot more like eyeballs mm. and people are like, oh, this, this band current. Like, I guess how does that? Yeah, how does that feel? Nice broad term. Yeah, how yeah, does sure. that feel? <laughs> yeah, uh, good. Yeah, no, I think um, on the one hand, it's um, there's a there's a minor like thing of like you know guys, we have been at this for like a long while. But then again, like this is the, the reality of like the way that like we're all just kind of the brutal reality of, that all bands are in is that we're just feeding algorithms like everyone is attention. Uh, everyone's attention is constantly being um, grabbed by different sources. It's all about the new, 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 new. And so I realized that we have to be seen as a new band. And so we're like it's strategic for us to position ourselves as a new band because it feels fresh and it feels new and exciting. So although it's a bit like, ugh that's also just the reality and also like people keep calling people like employed servants Svalbard a new band and they started before we did and we started in like early 2013 so like like it's just it's the way yeah yeah we're getting we're coming up to our 10-year anniversary fairly like towards the end of the year and it's like it's just that's that unfortunately is just what it takes as a diy band you just have to put in those you know i don't know a single one of those bands who is any good who's who's actually not had to put in at least like five years of hard graft to be called a fresh new band you know but um another thing another factor i think is like I, I, to be honest i mean like the other major pieces of context are but both the pandemic and also our, our old label folding on, on which all of those bands that i just listed also were and it really felt like i mean we've chatted to the other guys the other bands about this and it felt a little bit like if not starting from zero then certainly like a kind of well, it did for us a bit feel like starting from zero. Like, like we were in the middle of the language album campaign when the pandemic hit and we were on tour in Scandinavia. And then it was like, and then the label folded and it's like, oh, and, and we didn't have anything to give people. Do you know what I mean? We were just trapped in the house. So I get in some ways the idea that like, as far as people know, we are this new band and we look very different and we sound different. And the production's different. And also like, we underestimated how much like because we were sat on this stuff you know power ballads and all sorts of nonsense for ages and so we were like in our heads we were this kind of band and people were still seeing us as the language of injury band and so now we're realizing that as people catch up to who we know we are it feels to them like it's all brand new but obviously we've been sat on it for two years so to us it feels like does that make sense you know it feels it feels like like, we've we've known we've known that we have this in us and that we were heading in this direction for ages and so now it's released upon the world and everyone's excited about it. And we're like, yeah, guys, you know, but it's like, obviously, because they've not heard it. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of, yeah, yeah. so it's a, it's a funny one. I, I think when you, um, as a musician, there's this like thing where you'll you, you write, you'll write songs and, and you'll have like a big mass, it'll be either a computer folder or an iPhone mm. notes thing or just something in your head. It's like, this is the direction I'm going. You can have that mm. intent and that, that writing in there for literally years like you totally. have for literally years and when it finally comes out people are like holy shit this is so different and in your head you're like i've written so much like this oh wait i didn't release any of it or i haven't exactly. released it and like no one's heard any of it so like how the hell would they say how new and they had no how, idea yeah, so that, yeah how, exactly until until three months ago people thought we were like yeah the language of injury band like those guys doing that and then we've come back with and yeah as you say like it's so true because i was thinking about I, I, I really tried to, all of us did, but I, I in particular really tried to use the pandemic to intentionally like, okay, I've got time and I've got headspace. I'm really going to like do what, what I can't remember what writer called, but there's, a, there's an idea of like furnishing your subconscious, which is, the, which is the idea that you like, it's not just that you're consuming things. Um, 
it's that you were specifically trying to like build your subconscious so that when you're creating something again sorry being a wanker about this but like when you're creating something you can pull from influences that aren't just to do with your specific art form so I was listening to a lot like a lot of went back and listened to music that I'd never listened to before and watched a lot of it sounds pretty stupid but a lot of like films and kind of just tried to expose myself to a lot of art that I'd not seen and all this sort of stuff because I was like I want this album to be so much bigger and I know we can be bigger and I know we can really start to like push the boundaries. So like the look we came up with, you know, yeah, a year and a half ago or whatever. And like, you know, so the, some of the ideas of using some of the instruments and influences we do. Yeah. They've been, they've been ages in the making, as you say. And, and like, yeah, now, now I'm just incredibly glad that people get to, um, that, that people get to hear them and so far are enjoying them it's really 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 amazing because like it wasn't guaranteed some of the choices that we made in the album we were a bit like are people gonna think this is really stupid um or like awful and i think five years ago people would have but now the environment has changed so mm. that people i think are a bit more flexible about what heavy bands are allowed to do yeah i think there is a lot more like uh i don't know what how to describe it particularly but like in nowadays well, I say, I say, it's, uh, I, I haven't even got my whole point out, but I'm still second guessing myself. Um, basically, I think nowadays there is a lot more, uh, especially like this past year or two. We were just talking mm. about this with Mike from Vatican. There are a lot of bands who will push the envelope now that maybe yeah. five or six years ago they weren't. Like, there's a lot yeah, of bands no. who really weren't pushing the envelope at all. They were kind of resting on the laurels or whatever. And then it's like suddenly there's like this wave of inspiration over, over the past two years. New bands emerging, old bands emerging and new with like new, like uh, inter more interesting sounds and more people are being receptive of it. But then again, on the other side of it, you still get, you know, uh, the communities that we kind of pointed out in that interview with like, you know, r slash metalcore type people who totally. will listen to the same five bands that have the exact same sound over and over and over again. And yeah. and they won't accept it. But then again, do you really want them to be the ones who accept your sound? I don't mm -hmm. know. But they still yeah. exist. They're still a listening public, I suppose. So, yeah. yeah, I think definitely now people are more receptive of bands pushing their own sound in a different direction. And I still think, you know, what you're doing on, on this record is still very ridiculously heavy. And I think a lot of people can really identify with uh with just just the raw uh weight and emotion of a lot of this shit uh yeah i think um yeah there's a few points in there to what you said i think like the first thing i i would really agree with and resonates is is i feel like some doors are being kicked down that weren't i think um there are a lot of bigger bands or, or bands who are really on the come up who've taken some bolder decisions Crucially, not just musically, but also aesthetically, I think, which mean that we're just a bit more open. Culture is changing, society is changing. Like we're we're moving through traditional binaries, for example, of gender and all this sort of stuff. And we're asking ourselves as a society, I think, bigger, particularly the young, upcoming younger generation are asking bigger questions about like the, the traditional boundaries of what is good and what is bad or what is like acceptable and unacceptable. Um, and also I think that is slowly being reflected in the heavy music world. And so like people I like people often like glaze over when when bands like us talk about like diversity because it's a really crap word. It's kind of inadequate for what we're talking about. But really what we mean is like different people from different cultures and different backgrounds in a way that nurtures the art so that the art stops being complacent. Like I, I believe personally I'm on this sort of really tedious old man yells at Cloud Crusade to make people realize that like if you keep having the same bands with the same white guys from the same towns 
you're not the art's not going to change it's not going to progress like it's it is just going to back itself into a corner and I feel like four or five years ago metal kind of did that and I think that's one of the reasons why metal has been struggling and it's not now metal's back at like heavy music is really having a really fruitful time but I think that's because it's there's more like women and people who come here frankly or there's just like different voices or people who come from different places or people just want to give it a go and so for me the imperative there is to keep pushing that and pushing those doors down so that the, the, the art and the music is enriched what was the second part of what you said sorry i've lost my train of thought. i can't remember i i have a very sh- bad short-term memory to be honest oh no no the heaviness <laughs> you were talking about heaviness no that was oh it. yeah yeah, yeah, and, yeah and yeah i think that's what we tried to do like i'm not sure what we'll do in the next record but definitely for this record we tried to like we tried to just do like make it keep it evenly balanced so you never got too sick of anything and you never got you know, it was never too like rah rah rah, and it was never too sweet and pretty, and it and hopefully everything sort of feels like it's earned and feels like it's like you know like the way that you'd you know like um like with a sweet kind of thing you have some lime with it. I kind of like this is such an appalling analogy. But you know what I mean? Like a wet cutting through the sweetness is always what I called it when we were writing, which is again a really pretentious way of thinking about it. But um, that I think that balance is really important when you're trying to if you're trying to do something um a bit big and I think like that's the thing we also we've also like enjoyed really making the noisy bits like almost like unpleasant to listen to that as a band we've always loved that because that's kind of a part of our influences and we we like bands like Gorguts and you know really unpleasant unpleasant music and just like little flashes of that I think is really cool because that is like how you expand the vision, like the unpleasant bits. <laughs> I think what I'm saying ultimately is the heavier parts are heavier and the more melodic parts are more <laughs> melodic. And so I'm just going to stop talking <laughs> because I'm not having anything of any value here and I've cancelled. <laughs> <So, yeah. laughs> no, it's the uh, it's like the actual literal uh, version of when bands are like, this album is our heaviest and yet it's our most melodic. But it's like yeah, actually that in, a, in, a, in an artistically gratifying way. And I think you're absolutely right. I think also... No, I think um, in terms of you're absolutely right about you know like uh, you know women and people of color in music coming through and it kind of it really has expanded so many different uh, areas of of you know I'm not going to say the genre because there's so much more to it than just one genre I suppose but like uh, I don't know if you're aware but bands like Nightlife in the US oh uh, yeah oh am I aware of Nightlife bro when they when that when I saw that video and I saw that tune I was like hold the phone innovation this is innovation it's happening like them soul glow zulu turnstile you know i don't know pupil slicer like it's it like anytime bands like that come through it's just like i i get this i personally i get this huge feeling of like you see like this is what this diversity thing is all about like we get new stuff and we get new ideas and different sounds it's not just some like tedious box ticking exercise you know what i mean yeah yeah flipping love nightlife Absolutely nightlife love. Are, are, are i hope they make way more like they just need to do a whole record of that sound because that sound is so sick like <laughs> the sort of gen tech metal meets like i don't know like paula abdul basically it's yeah so hard. it goes so hard i um i do i do know what they're doing next but i don't think it's public information <laughs> so okay. i can't okay. uh, i could talk to you about it privately <laughs> yeah 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 just let, know, yeah just let me know just let me know um but yeah uh basically yeah i i love that stuff also bands like guilt have you ever heard of guilt yeah G- yeah yeah g-i-l-t yeah. They're amazing. We, we actually, I interviewed them uh, a couple months ago. Lovely, lovely people. It's a shame they were going to come play some shows in the UK, and they 
they couldn't make it over because of COVID. So um, it's it's a shame, but they're they're amazing, and it's definitely you know bands like that that are really expanding things. Another one, uh, one that um, I saw at Techfest this uh, past month, uh, Project Mishram. Oh have you yeah, heard of Project Mishram. No, they're mental. So. They're mental. They uh, have like a traditional Carnatic Indian vocalist. Oh my god! Uh, but How mixed do I with, know like, about these guys? with like gent metalcore. They have a flautist in the band. There's a violinist. Uh, there's like uh, weird uh, jazz fusion influences and stuff. It, it's right. just stuff like that where I'm yeah. like, this is this is like the weirdest fusion of genres I've ever heard. But this is like the kind of genre pushing that I think we need right now. Um, I, I love that shit. So yeah, no, uh, Meso by that band. That, uh, they've only they've only got one album, Meso, and it's 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 fantastic. Yeah, if you ever, sick. I would say if you ever get a chance to see them, you should. But their their tour literally just ended about a week and a half ago. So this is. Oh uh, no worries. I'll <laughs> see them when they come back. I mean, like, I, like yeah, as as you guys know, like there's there's a little bit of like Indian stuff on the album, and you know, like yeah, that's something I'm I'm really really passionate about. So um, that's amazing. I'll definitely check them out. That's sick. Definitely. Definitely, yeah. I, I mean, I, I always love a bit of uh, just uh, just <laughs> pull influences into metal from any weird direction that isn't metal, and I will usually yeah, yeah. be on board with it. To be honest, put yeah. a bit of pop in there, put a bit of R and B, especially if it's R and B. Like I'm always yeah, like, yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's fucking sick. That's fucking sick. Yeah. Um, Doors yeah, wide I'll, open now. Like so many more bands yeah. should be doing that. That sound is yeah. so hard. Like even to an extent, you know what they called. Um, Oceans of Slumber, even like you know that like although that obviously there's no R and B influence, but the vocal the vocals are very soulful and come from yeah, the soul yeah. tradition, and it's like, yeah, and, and it's sick. It's like just so sick. Yeah, doors wide open, yeah. guys. Doors wide open. You can you can do anything you want. You can do anything you want. You don't have to keep making Rise Records music. You can. Right. <laughs> you, can you can. Sorry, Rise Records. Please don't black. Yeah, yeah, we're just like bloody money about your girlfriend, like. Get a grip. <laughs> please stop. Like, please stop making the same pop punk album ten times yeah, in a row truly, and like <laughs> make yeah. something about you know real shit. Get angry. Yeah. Get angry yeah. about the state of the world and do it in a way that just is direct. Yeah. Get pissed. Yeah, I don't know, but um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think I'll let Joe take over because I feel like I'm talking a lot. <laughs> no, I, I'm just kind of, I guess, from your perspective, because you mentioned like the politics in the album. And what you mm-hmm. discuss, etc. I guess so. From, I'd probably give a bit of my post perspective. So, like when I was younger, for example, like I got mm-hmm. all my politics from like Enter Shikari and like Common Dreads and kind for of sure, the stuff sure. they discussed on there. Um, even like about like Rise Against as well. Like they had a lot of politics. Mm-hmm. I guess so. How do you and how? Obviously, that was like ten years ago, and shit's changed a lot in the last ten years. For sure. um, how do you view politics? Uh, how do you sorry the other way around? How do you kind of view music as like a vehicle for engaging people within politics and different ideas, like mm-hmm. both socially and economically, like in kind of in the era we are now? Mm. Yeah, good question. I think um, my personal view is that it's not that every band has to have a political philosophy at all. Obviously, because that would be so boring and long. But again, kind of linked back to this diversity point, it's really crucial for me personally that, that bands have something to say. And I think there's a lot of bands that have fuck all to say, to be, br- to be brutally frank. And I, like, we can all smell it. Like, we can smell that these lyrics don't really mean anything. And it's like, there's no, there, there's no anything there. And that, to me, 
I mean, I know it sounds a bit harsh, but that to me is a bit of a like red line. And like, if a, if I if I can't get this, a sense from a band that you have any, it doesn't. Ha- as I say, it doesn't have to be that you're talking about you know like tax or something or like you know I don't know bloody um, social justice policy frameworks or whatever. I really don't need any of that. I just need to know that there is that your art is 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 like communicating truth in some way which again what I, i'm not in position to comment on any of these things because i'm just some bloke but i really yeah that to me i think is the minimum standard that we should be meeting and i think in particular in heavy music where it's like okay but what is the aggression for like what are you trying to do with the aggression here like are you just, like even if, even if you're just making music for the pit like I, if a band is like this is pit music that's it i'm like respect that's cool because you because you have an agenda you have an idea and you have like a truth that you're communicating which is like there's problems in the world but i want to get people dancing you know like that to me is a completely legit and powerful use of art if you're just standing up there and just being like rah rah like but you're screaming about nothing or, or like nothing has ever really happened to you, to be honest. Like, or like you can't conjure up anything that really like resonates with people, and you're just there kind of for the riffs. I'm a bit like, mm, that's that's not my that's not my bag. And I and I think like we should be more sniffy about that stuff. And I think we should set a higher standard for like if, if we don't feel like a band's got something to add or something to say. And unfortunately, as you guys said sometimes that music is really popular because because being generic is 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 the quickest and easiest way to kind of cut through because people are busy they just want something straightforward and simple like life is messed up enough like so i'm very empathetic to that but for me it's like no it's like it's it's not it's just not good enough and particularly if you come i think from the sort of if you purport to come from the kind of diy world or the kind of um you know independent independently minded world I'm, I'm i'm often just like independently minded to say what you know what i mean like what is what are you about what are you for so um yeah that's the baseline for me it's not that it has to be kind of within a framework of radical politics although i think that stuff is really cool that can also be a very difficult thing to get right without seeming kind of preachy or like head clunking. And I would look to a band, our label makes Petro Girls as an example, who do band who do radical politics in a way that is really like yeah. it communicates truth, it's powerful, it's real, it comes from a sincere place, nervous bands like that. Not everyone has to be those bands at all. You have to say something. That's my view for sure. Yeah. And I think that even within um records that are sort of like narratively conceptual you can you can hide these things in there and have like little flares of like like okay this is going to be an out there one uh but just going to shout them out because i think they're amazing slice the cake you listen to slice the cake no no absolutely not they uh so their 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 whole thing is is some you know big concepts like their their record aussie to the west is all based on like you know journey journey to the west classic uh tale but there's like little bits inside of of the lyrics that are just like Oh yeah, you're pissed off and political, and um, yeah, their yeah. singer is uh, is uh, non-binary, and and they are mm-hmm. uh, one of one of my best friends. So highly that's recommend amazing. them. But I love no, stuff like that where you you can just ex- you can you can like you're saying something, but you're also saying like you can enjoy it whether or not you you identify with the politics. 
And while I think, you know, realistically, the politics within records like that, you probably you probably should agree with it to some extent, but that's just me being <laughs> preachy. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but like, you, even if you don't, you can sit there and go, oh, here's a story I can follow. That's great. For sure. Um, but you're saying think, something about something. <laughs> that's the important yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think what it is critically for me, because I, I, I don't want people to misinterpret what I've said to make me sound like a twat. I think, uh, although I probably do sound like a twat, so maybe that should have sailed. But um, <laughs> I think... Um, to be clear, like, it's not that even that any of our lyrics have ever been necessarily explicitly political, and, and, but we are a very political band. And I think in some ways, I, my, my personal view is that if, you're, if your music has nothing to do with politics, I think that's totally fine. Again, I think you have to communicate a truth. It has to say something real. It has to be like, there has to be some authenticity or some kind of like something behind it. I, I get a bit um, frustrated when I see bands who have massive platforms um, reneging on what I feel is a bit of a responsibility to use your platform to to at least like at least you should be thinking intentionally about like oh my god I've got 15,000 people I've got an audience of 15,000 people here technically who are hanging on my every word what is it that like what is it that I could do with these people could I could I get these people to like do something positive for the world could I could I get them engaged on something that matters to me like that could just be like raising money for a, a bloody, you know, a charity of something that's affected you in your life or something, you know, like it does politics exists in the in the in the tiny and the in the micro and in the everyday as much as it does in the big sort of structural themes. And like, yeah, what I get sad about is I just see bands who are you know, like who just feel they have to just post the same old Instagram live shots over and over and over again. And they don't feel either they don't feel like they can say anything that kind of would maybe take us in a better direction or they or you know like they don't they don't want to put their neck to stick their neck out or whatever it is um and that to me feels a bit sad because like this is heavy music like we're we're the we're the voice of change we're the voice of like difference and and, and non-conformism and you know like outsiderness is a, is a value that we're supposed to be really about in heavy music but Sometimes I just see the most mainstream beige nothing coming from from bands, and I'm just like, guys, what are we doing here? Like, do we come from punk or and hardcore, or, yeah, or what are we doing? Yeah. Like, are we just sat on our asses? Like, are we just, as, as I say, are we just here for the riffs? And it's like, if you are fine, but I, that's not my, that's not my bag, absolutely. Yeah, because I think at times you said like, obviously, you had punk come out in the '60s, and then like hardcore comes from that, like you know, especially in the '90s, and then you've got even like hardcore bands like Incendiary, you know, very political. Uh, does and like I said, I'm not saying all bands have to. And I, I think if all bands did do this, would be like I need some, yeah, yeah. I need some time off. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, chill out, guys. Yeah, but definitely. yeah, I think you know, obviously, punk came from like you know a lot of the squatting movements in London, for example, in like the '60s. And I don't know, I'm going with this, but it's like yeah, and it just feels that if it, it feels a bit more now that kind of the more politics is just coming back. So I know that like as I said, kind of early 2010s is probably like arc. In the UK, we like Architects and Shikari. Totally. And there's already Great a few examples. bands. And now it feels there is more... I don't know why there is, but it just feels there's more bands willing to engage. And I think especially with the way that equipment factors are affecting the music industry and the people who work in that, I think that's also kind of driving that as well. Totally. Um, totally. Even, even bands I see, you know, who are like... 
who are making clear how much Brexit has messed up their touring schedules. Even that to me feels like using your platform to communicate something real. And I'm mm. like, yeah, respect. And I love that you, the architect's example is a, such an amazing example. Cause I was just like, this is so cool. Like, like even though the music wasn't necessarily like a hundred percent my, my thing, I was like, this is just so inspiring to me, like a band of their size and their platform on a major label using their platform to talk really brutally, frankly, to, this massive platform they have about the climate crisis in a way that's really emotional, really true, really resonant. Again, to be clear, not every band has to do that. Yeah. It's just that like you have to, yeah, you know, like when bands do, I think it can be really good if they're coming from a really sincere place. And like, yeah, they're like architects and edge carry are great examples of bands who've always used their platform so like, so intentionally and so well. And in some ways, I'm, there's a, bit, a part of me that's like, oh, is that just because they're like naughty's bands and we just can't do that anymore because we're all bloody stuck in like algorithm chasing? Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. But who knows? Um, yeah, interesting one. Yeah, I guess kind of. So I guess they're kind of like quite big bands. But I guess f- mm. from what you've experienced, what's it, what's it more like on kind of like the local band? Like the, I don't want to say small because that sounds like Mm-mm. harsh, but I guess... Yeah, yeah. You know, when you're a big band, you can kind of do it. I guess kind of it's different because obviously they have a lot of like management, PR, all these bits and pieces. Uh-huh. But I guess from like a more like I guess the locals more kind of a better word on like more of a local yeah, level sure. in the UK. Have you kind of seen like more of that as well? Like you know, people are like yeah, you know, it's just kind of basically like helping each other around stuff like that. Man, you know that's a really interesting one. There's a real mix actually. It's 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 hard to pin down to one thing because there's, there's a really wide spectrum of different voices. So like, I would say, for example, like us and Svalbards share really similar values systems and or, or value, like a really similar values base in terms of what we're about. Their lyrics are very explicitly yeah. political in ways that ours are, n- are not at all. They're really using their platform like forcefully, strongly to try and affect change in the world. Um, and so, but I think that's partly facilitated. Like bands like us can like shit talk on Twitter about climate and whatever we like, and they can say that kind of stuff. And Petrol Girls as well, partly because we're on very independently spirited labels. I don't know what the experience is like on the major, but I sense that it, it you're not as you know you're not as allowed to talk your own talk as much as you know as you would like maybe but that's again i'm just speculating i don't know you know this is just why like the sense that i get um and and i guess i don't know it's interesting because also the holy raw thing was a really interesting moment because we all all of those bands even though a lot of those bands weren't political at all we all made a, a group decision to be like nope we're done like and and it included bands who had record you know boxes of records in the warehouse ready to be shipped out that day you know and they were like nope label's dead that's it like we don't tolerate abusers and so on the one hand i don't you know i'm, I'm sort of moaning like oh we don't people don't use their platforms enough and on the other hand cult the culture is changing to the extent that like values are really different to what they were 10 years ago even in the underground uk scene i think cool yeah i kind of i guess might kind of one last I guess politics for transfer back to Max. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No what's worries. your so? There's a lot of UK bands like Cage Fight, for example, who are very mm. again direct, explicit, being like, you know, just like guillotines people, unlike that your guns like that as well. And there's more, I guess, the kind of, kind of you kind of fall into a bit more like conceptual, like Harriet, 
like they've said this in interviews, but they're like a, like a lot of their stuff is political, and I think that's more like conceptual, like audio specters around the, because I think they live in like post-industrial towns, for example, and it's totally. almost like the audio audio specter of like what it's like living in a post-industrial town. Um, Which is why they're just so fucking sick, by the way. Like, people don't talk enough about like that being one of the reasons why they're so amazing and like their environment, and then stepping into a legacy of like incredible bands from the Midlands because of that. Anyway, sorry, Mm. side note. I'm just like, yeah. Why don't sometimes I read articles from the journalists have written about Harriet, and I'm like, lads, if you just missed the, like, you just missed it. Like, they're such an interesting band. They're not just like beefy riffs and like whatever you know what i mean they're not just an hn2 band like there is so much more going on there yeah, annoying anyway sorry go on harry but yeah annoying because we i did a piece like harriet and like i didn't realize this until after i wrote, wrote it and put it live and i was like i realized like a week later and i was just like shit <laughs> i fight it's finally clicked with me after i've written about it so oh no sorry sorry I put, I put, no that no it's like literally specifically like, calling yeah. you out no, 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 yeah no. come on joe i'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying you're calling me out sleeping like, you'll you've been caught sleeping mate i'm pulling you up but no, yeah i think it's kind of i guess that kind of goes into what i'm trying to like my question as well as being like a band like harriet is a lot more uh-huh. slow burner in kind of understanding and i guess uh-huh. like that's said, like cage fight you get it when they say the lyrics you're like you're there yeah and i guess it's just kind of it's more again like what should like for us just curious of your opinion like what how do you think that is from a listener consumption side having those two different ways of approaching politics within music totally yeah i i think you this is a bit of a beige, a beige answer but you i think the obvious answer is that you have to have both because um as I say, if it was all, if everything was, if it was all expected to be really explicit and kind of liminal, that would kind of hamper the creativity and it would limit the art. Whereas if it's allowed to be a lot more euphemistic and kind of, um, yeah, conceptual, like the other thing I think that we, we get a bit lost and like, so like the medium can be the message as well in the sense that like, it's not that you have to listen. You should have to necessarily just listen to Harriet's lyrics to understand what they're about as a band and their values and their philosophy. It's that the it's that the content of the music, you know, the yeah. art should be able to communicate themes to you about what they're trying to say. Like they are an incredibly industrial band. Like they are all about like they are transmuting the sound of coming from a post-industrial part of England mm. to you. You know what I mean? They're kind of like, and so sometimes and i know why this is i'm very empathetic to this like i see music writers missing that kind of stuff because they don't have the time to really like invest in albums when they're reviewing them they just have to get it out new more content more content more content and it's like that is a real problem i think really which is the kind of systemic problem of why it's harder to communicate like values and messages in a non-liminal way because they're just like you're just like what is this about give me a pr sheet like i need to write a review i've got them on on a deadline again which i'm incredibly empathetic to and it's, it's like algorithm bullshit again but um uh yeah I, I'd love it if if more and more like critics, writers, you know, you guys clearly as podcasters are doing this and there are other people like Twitch streamers and other people who are doing this more, we're able to just like, yeah, it's not just the lyrics, lads, you know, it's not just the lyric sheet is not going to give you all the clues that you need to what the what the, like we as bands spend years working on these albums, you know what I mean? We don't just like magic them up. We think about every detail or most bands think about every detail like what does that mean what is that trying to say like what are the themes of the album not just like here's a good riff 
you know so so if we could get a bit more maybe if we could expand our minds i think to absorb that information and do a bit more of like yeah the medium is the message as i say then i think we'd 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 have a rich understanding of like the the values yeah. behind a lot yeah. of this stuff yeah because i want more bit than i'll than i'll than i'll be quiet but um yeah because i kind of it clicked with me when i was reading um this book by mark fisher and he was talking about like burial and how mm. burial is like almost like the decay of like the rave scene in the 90s and into like the 2000s and how like mm. while burial is completely you know there's no well, there's kind of sampled lyrics but there's no lyrics to it there is that kind of, i wouldn't say it's political but it's almost like that um social commentary atmosphere to it and i was and then i kind of yeah and i you know i think this is around the time that like harriet we had harriet was coming out and i was like oh yeah it's it, it's the same thing Burial's a sick example, exactly. Yeah. It's communicating a mood as much as it is, mm. and it's communicating atmosphere. And, like, if film can do that, why can't music? You know what yeah, I mean? Like, film is all about atmosphere. And just because it's a visual medium, I think people find it easier to kind of do interpretation and analysis of. Or maybe they don't, I don't know, maybe who knows. But, like, I'm just spouting off here, aren't I? But, like, you know, I think sometimes we, 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 um, what's the expression? Cheaper, like, we, um, cheap ourselves what what's the expression i'm going for we cost ourselves do you know what i'm saying uh, i know what you mean there's a word for it but um anyway you know um no i think we all know the anyway, word you, you mean, know what i'm so saying we, we <laughs> often we kind of cost ourselves as as people who absorb and consume music i do it too right. by not really trying to like you know having loads of other things on while we're listening to albums and not really trying to like yeah. listen to what is being communicated to us through the through the music as much as the as the, the lyrical content yeah but you agree so are you, are you throwing it back to me now Joe? i'm throwing it back to you on a on a less uh less serious less, less serious note i've got i've got a question that's just two words oh yeah Callous Dowd Boys? Oh, yeah. Um, my answer is absolutely yes. That's my answer. Yes. Good. Very okay, much good. so. Yeah, no, Jesus I... Uh, I uh, <laughs> that's my two-word answer to that. Jesus <laughs> wept. They, they are fucking fantastic. Do you run oh, yeah. the Ithaca yeah. Twitter or do you like co-run the Ithaca um, Twitter? Jamila and I share it, so sometimes it's her, sometimes it's me. Um, yeah, yeah. If it's I, like... I about if it's it. stupid, like, moaning about climate and stuff, that's me. And if it's like shit posting, it's often her. There was one you posted the other day, which was a genuine question. I I can't remember. Let me find it. Let me. Find, I've been trying to find it. Are you asking like um about the your following on Twitter? Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah, that was Jamila. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. We were like, just like, why? She was like, why? Why are you why here? Are you, why are you so engaged? I think just because it's like weird to have a really high engagement audience on Twitter because Twitter seems like such a like such a, a, a shit heap, and it is. Um, but also because we've sort of started like put, dipping our toes. I mean, we're, we're reasonably good on Instagram, but we're starting to sort of dip our toes on TikTok because I think, you know, that, that is an it's interesting the thing. avenue that we, we could explore. And it's the thing, yeah, exactly, and just see how it goes. Um, but we found it quite hard to transition the engagement that we have, particularly on Twitter, to, to other platforms. So I think she was just yeah. doing a bit of like market research, basically, like on the Market line. research like, in the form of wrong like, with why are you people here? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. What's wrong with you, idiots? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like I think uh, she responded to it saying, "Okay, you lot are deranged." 
That's just <laughs> it's just which okay. is which is which is true. Which is true. It's so true. Anyone who likes us on Twitter, have something wrong with them for sure. Anyone yeah, who follows, I mean, anyone who gauges with us on Twitter must be. That's just true. that's the fact of the matter. That's some, some we we love we love that we 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 all yeah. we're all common in, in that you know we uh we're all just fucked. It's an island <laughs> of misfit fucked. toys. Our Twitter, our Twitter following for sure. I'd be interested to see how you transition to something like TikTok because I feel like that's something that um like I feel like when you're an alternative band with more mainstream appeal like um like a more punky riot girl oh, type oh, thing oh. that really works on TikTok. Um whereas metalcore I feel like it still has this kind of niche that you need to tap into on on Agreed. TikTok that Agreed. but I I don't know how the hell to represent that in a way that doesn't make me look like a like as we were saying earlier like a MySpace scene kid like screaming into a microphone on tiktok like how how do you do that i think the answer is just memes yeah 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 i think it is <laughs> yeah memes shit posting i think that's what we're trying to think about is how we like because i think we we're really strong on the like the shit posting dunking tone on twitter because that's a forum where that works but tiktok yeah. is not as much of a like dunking medium in the same way or at least if, if it is you have to like think about it a bit more and get a bit more creative with it so like yeah, it is harder. But also, I mean, we're going to start, like, not this is a big deal, but we're going to do things, you know, we're going to start doing things like guitar playthroughs and other bits and bobs on there. We're going to try and give people some interesting stuff on TikTok to give them a reason to follow us. So, um, but yeah, memes are the, are the core. You're right, for sure. Little little band skits like you would get back in the day on the like, yeah. old days of YouTube with bands and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Dr. Dre <laughs> style, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just, it's such an interesting way that the world has gone in terms of social media now where I feel like, for years this is a complete fucking tangent by the way i'm sorry mm -hmm. but like no, i feel good. like i feel like there was so uh th there was always like three or four different websites for a while yeah. or apps that you'd use whereas now it feels like the uh i mean obviously i'm i'm not that old but like i'm past like the the, the what who dictates what social media is used now and hearing okay. now that people think that like instagram is for old people makes me feel like a crazy person yeah, apparently it is. it is. Apparently, that's what that's what apparently. I heard as well. It's all like that's like the, the boomer one they, now. So Facebook they call it like was the, the boomer one, and now it's Facebook. Yeah, it's fa and now and then Twitter is also apparently boomer shit. Like I don't know how yeah, am I, no I can't keep up with with all this shit. I don't like Snap. I still don't like Snapchat. It's 2022, and I still don't like Snapchat. How am I going to catch up to like TikTok? I heard <laughs> a little while ago that Snapchat is the ultimate. Um, that is the um, like barometer of what generation you're part of. Like, if you don't get Snapchat, you're a millennial, and if you do, you're a, you're a, a Zoomer. And I think I'm age-wise, I'm technically a Zoomer, but I oh just, really, I'm I'm only culturally, I'm 20... culturally millennial. Culturally yeah, see, I'm I'm 24, but I'm culturally <laughs> 39. <laughs> like, yeah, just... yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah, but I still use Twitter all the time. Like, I'm still, look, I only just got into using Twitter properly like the past two mm -hmm. years. I feel like I'm so behind. Maybe in like 2032, I'll get into TikTok. Well, here's the, <laughs> here's the reality, to be honest. Like, our label is all about, because they're so fed up with bloody social media that they're just trying to migrate everything onto email lists and newsletters. Like, they're just trying to go straight back. And I think that is, in some ways, like, that is a, a completely defensible model. It's working quite well for us at the moment, you know? Like, we get to just speak to an audience who's warm and cares about what we're talking about. So, like... And and I think that that is this is a real stupid tangent as well. But that that's why I think things like Substack and stuff like that is growing is because there is something I don't know. We don't know how to capture because we're just some stupid little band. But like we do think about it like how do you capture 
the audience that does want like is ready for deeper and richer content and more information but it also is a lot of work you know you'd have to do a lot of work for free to keep those things alive and we don't make money of this anyway so you yeah. know it's a challenge it's yeah, a challenge it's, we have uh, the same issues don't we with with what we do to get a bit from our side but yeah i think it's kind of it's like there's so much just stuff now so it's like you go kind of back so now it's like snapchat discord tiktok twitter facebook and it's more like it's just yeah crazy trying to keep up and try and yeah. to build because i think as you said earlier, like attention spans it's like you know when you're doing like massive like 2000 in our, from our perspective it's like when you're doing all these long pieces of articles it's like is anyone actually gonna get further than like even like reviews for example like reviews you know people just totally. open up scroll to the bottom read the score close the page yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> look so even wrong. as a writer i i used to do that all the time so look <laughs> yeah. i I'm, I'm not gonna decry anybody for doing that like they want a blurb they can get a blurb that's fine yeah totally. but it is Listen, definitely it... from the band's perspective it feels amazing to read those really lovely reviews because it's, it's well i'm, like, I'm glad but um yeah if that's any consolation it feels incredible it's like at least Dallas's, something Dallas's review almost made us bloody cry it was like oh, it's so okay. lovely to hear okay. someone like who really he really got it like that's the key yeah. thing i mean not not like you know we, we we were trying to kind of do something with this album and he really got what we were going for and the fact that he liked it as well as getting it it's like whoa incredible we were so moved what if he was like oh i get it i understand everything they're going for and i hate <laughs> I it, hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's what we're waiting for we're waiting for the other shoe to drop and there's going to be someone yeah, yeah. Like, yeah i i i know what you're doing and it's shit <laughs> and you should stop. i hate you for it you're yeah, making yeah, yeah. my brain hurt too much. You're making me yeah, think. Yeah. Cringe, Don't get like it. Shut up. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> you're not cringe. You're no. You're cringe. You're not based. Yeah. You're yeah, not on the. You're true. not. You're not doing the right thing on the internet. They're, I think there definitely. There definitely will people be. Will be people on spaces like Reddit or Facebook comments definitely. or whatever who will be like, definitely. "This music is too political. Yeah, it's yeah. not as enough." That, like, oh I came here for riffs. You're trying to make me think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do you guys know the story? Like when we did that revolver interview, when language came out, and we got like literally Nazis coming to our Facebook page. It was no. wild. Like the revolver interview, like they did a couple of pull quotes. Like it was just about the band and about the same kind of question, you know, that you guys would ask about. Like, okay, you know, what was it like writing the album and this kind of thing? And was it like in the studio? And they had a couple of pull quotes about like, hey, and this band kind of has diverse backgrounds, and that you know they they, they think diversity is cool and that kind of thing. And they got absolutely, oh no, and then it was, no, it was a separate thing. Sorry, that's not quite right. I mean, we did get loads of shit from that article, but the worst one was we posted a picture of Jamila wearing a t-shirt that said stop supporting racist bands, by which obviously that means like a national socialist blackmail and stuff, which exists and is a problem and is very insidious because those people are constantly moving the goalposts and all this sort of stuff. And, and you know, there's a, like a bit of a, a, certainly there was then a culture of tolerance around that stuff. And people, like, uh, literally, we got, like, actual genuine people with, like, swastikas in their bios and all this sort of stuff coming on our page being, like, we're going to, we're going to, like, burn you alive and all this sort of stuff. And they were like, what the hell is all this shit? Like, what are you, what, what's your problem? Like, that was when we knew that, like, okay, the metal world is not going to, is not going to look after us. Like, we have to just, again, context for this They Fear Us concept, it was like, we we have to do this stuff on our own and we have to cover our own path here because the metal world just is there's only so much before the bottom falls out and they're just like no we don't want that that's not us you know like we're the most accepting scene in the world but not if you're fucking trans and you know what i mean it's like 
no, no, no. Yeah. So yeah, so, it, there's a finite limit on how much. That not uh, not all metal people. You know, there's a there's a it's a distinct column of the metal yeah. world, obviously, that we're talking about. But they are a big part of. They um, exist, and that's the problem. They are there. They are there exactly. Um, and, and as much as they're way smaller than they used to be, they're still a big pain in the ass. And you'll get those people who like claim to be playing like devil's advocate, like, oh, you say you say something that should just genuinely be agreeable, like, um, we don't we don't support racism. People will get like weirdly defensive, like, oh, does that mean you're talking about me? I don't know. Does it? You like yeah, so yeah. self-reporting right now? Like, right, I don't know. Absolutely. People get so weirdly defensive about this shit. It's like, why There's are you a getting real culture defensiveness around this stuff? I mean, again, that is changing, and I'm quite optimistic about that because. Yeah. We've really, in the last six or seven years, started to acknowledge. I mean, like, to be brutally honest, like, when we were doing our EP release show in 2015, I put out, I always tell the story, so it's really boring, but um, I put out a call for a support act being like, I'd really love a support act with, like, a POC member or, like, female member so that we can do more representation in the scene. And I just got so much shit for it. Like, people were like, oh, are you unfairly? You know, what are you doing? And, oh, and then, like, oh, and people taking the piss and all this sort of stuff. Like, a ream of comments just, like, absolutely slating me for, for doing that. And, like, I was just like, what are we doing here, guy? Again, another experience where I was like, okay, so what are we here for? Like, are we just sitting on our ass, like, expecting... What do these the people stand is... for? Yeah, what what's this all about? Like, are you just happy with the way things are? And you just think it's completely fine to just never change at all and, like, keep things... Again, the, that's the complacency thing. Um, now, that wouldn't even... You wouldn't bat an eyelid at a band even a heavy band being like hey we'd like to have a diverse lineup like we're gonna you know could you submit if you're like but then it was just you know it just wasn't wasn't the done thing and so i'm i'm, I'm really optimistic because partly because things have changed a huge huge amount and yeah there's been big culture shifts around that kind of stuff which means that you know the, the, the doors are opening slowly yeah I yeah think... to say no no i'm just gonna quickly say i know i know we've spoken to um I think they, I think it's like slow coming down. I think they're still there because I remember I was speaking to uh, Megan from Vex and she was saying that like, oh yeah, we've had issues where it's like we're trying to be on tour and they're like, oh no, we've got all our female from the band. Well, I, I hate that term, but kind of you know, like we've got yeah, we've got yeah. we've got too many female from this bands. So kind of been more like reached our rota and like even the concept of having like an entire tour made of bands who are comprised of women or you know mainly women or whatever. Still, I I, I might it, it probably has happened in. I can imagine more like indie based genres, but in like mm-hmm, more mm-hmm. metal orientated genres, it's still like really uncommon and you will still get loads of lineups where it's just like blokes, <laughs> which is fine, mm-hmm. but it's like, it doesn't totally. go the other way. <laughs> I think that's the thing, man. Like, I really think that people think that like, there's this like insidious agenda to like force you to do blah, blah, blah. And it's like, mate, no. What we're talking about is a pretty like a, a pretty unoff- inoffensive value, which is mm. that like, wouldn't it be nice if there weren't just fifty blokes on every single stage at Download? Like, wouldn't yeah. that be nice? Because maybe this, the music would get more interesting, mm. and maybe we'd have more to say, and maybe all these cars wouldn't be about fucking. So, sorry, maybe all these songs wouldn't be about fucking cars and and and, and you know medieval battles. Like, <laughs> maybe we'd have something more to add, like to move yeah. forward, and maybe like progress. The art, rather than just sat on our de- our camping chairs, just being like, yeah, the same thing for thirty years, and I'm like, I don't know, that that to me is why sometimes I get frustrated because I'm like, this is not that we're not coming in like cancel culture, whatever. We're really not saying anything that that 
controversial or, or weird or scary. What we're talking about is just like, maybe it would be nice if we change this. Do you agree? Okay, let's think about like something proactive we can do to change this. And that's literally all it is. Yeah, it's it, to me, it doesn't feel massively controversial or scary, but some people really just get their back up because that because either because it works for them because this is the system that you know that like they make money off, or you know they're, they're they're not they're not ready for the change that is happening and has happened and you know that 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 is tricky but like the art's got to grow in my view so yeah yeah i think the the thing with some of these people as well as they they hear we need to platform people of color and what they what what they get from that is we need to de-platform yeah. white Minus people which isn't white people exactly which yeah, is just yeah. not true it, there's space for everybody but these people exactly. don't see it like that and it's i don't crabs in a bucket it's like there is a that those people think there is a net amount and it's like if you take one white like if you put a person of color in you take a white person out and it's like no one's taking any white people out anywhere i'm sorry but like, then it, it, here to stay mate here to stay yeah yeah and, that's fine it's like chill like and also worry. like realistically like i don't know how they think there's this like hard limit like are you actually going to a show every single day of the year do you think that there's no more space for tours i guarantee me that your favorite venue is only you're only going there like five times a year anyway so like why why the hell do you care if they put on a show like that like every now and again like what what (laughs) no no, i agree and and like it's hard because those a lot of those people who think that way I think what I think what I think they can't get their head around is a more like I think they they kind of are just looking at the world in front of them and the world as, as it is now and what I think they're missing which I'm kind of excited and really again really optimistic about is like hey you know if we had better representation which we are getting now then like more people will come like and your venues will stop closing do you know what I mean mm. your venues will stop closing and your your labels will stop folding and you'll stop being slaves to algorithms you know like We'll have more power if we have more people and we'll have more leverage against like a music industry which seeks to cannibalize good art by and large, you know, or very often. Like, it doesn't, it's not necessarily, from, from my extremely limited experience, a nurturer of like really cool stuff. So if we get more people involved and we make people feel like this is for them as well, there will be more of us and then there'll be more money and then they'll, they'll go away, you know what I mean? And we'll be able to like do our cool stuff on our own and then we won't have to you know what i mean it's it's like that to me again it's a sort of i know it's a bit of a naive kind of vision well it is naive because it's happening now like what is all this pop punk revival stuff if not a result of a scene that was very accessible to a wide range of you know and i'm not saying that's how we do it we have to be like poppy to do that i'm just saying that you know i know a lot of people of color in my life who loved emo and pop punk because they felt it was for them and they do not feel the metalist for them what's the problem do you know what i mean like why is that like let's think about how we bridge that gap so that we can improve things you know you don't get a zealanada or a zulu or a soul glow if you soul glow if you sit on your hands you have to be proactive you know what i mean it's like yeah it's it's our loss and and, and nobody's gain in my view sorry i'm on a I'm on such a terror <laughs> no no you know, no, you know what i'm 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 fucking I'm enjoying it so <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. Speak your fucking mind, mate. We're we're not here to like coddle some fucking uh, insecure redditors uh, opinions on politics here. We're gonna That's we're gonna fucking let you speak for the, the truth. last few days. <laughs> okay, yeah, true. Yeah. I have been arguing with people on Reddit for the past few days, but that, that doesn't matter. You know what? Our use... metalcore is shockingly nice to us. I don't know if they just haven't read any of our interviews. But <laughs> really, like, they're really nice to us. They probably they haven't they seen like, a picture hey, of the band yet. Band. This is cool, and I was like, oh. 
they don't know. <laughs> they, don't, <laughs> they haven't seen a picture of the band yet. They haven't. They haven't got the. Yeah. Yeah. I was looping back to nightlife for a bit because I mean you're talking about how um, you know it's nice to just be able to platform you know people of color and you know non-binary people trans people in in, in the world of music and uh hansel from nightlife there's a lot of production work and the way that um he does it is like the there's a sliding scale um mm, thing so mm. yeah you uh he charges more if if you are white basically yeah. because That's or rather he charges you less if you are you know breaking into a completely new zone in in that level of in that world of music i suppose and i think that's sick and i'm probably yeah, putting it in a really terrible way but that's you know it, i i i completely agree with what he's doing there like that's a that's a fucking great thing to do especially if you're no, trying to uplift these smaller people of color in music like they exactly. you know, yeah it's nice he's looking it's nice. at a more redistributed model of of a, of an industry which is the opposite of redistributed and i think like what i'd love to see I think before, you know, because I think that the first question that a lot of kind of devil's advocate people ask is like, oh, well, what about class? And I'm like, yeah, there should be a sliding scale. It should be exactly the same thing. Like producers who are passionate about like uplifting opportunities for working class voices, which we also desperately need in the music industry, should do exactly the same thing. Like, yes, I completely agree with you. And that is a critical priority. And I feel exactly the same way about the lack of class representation in heavy music, which is, tends to be lean towards of being a very middle class scene because like the gear is expensive or whatever other reason it is. And touring um, is expensive. Touring it? is incredibly expensive or, you know, like you need, you need to probably need to be able to live at home near a city to be able to actually do this. Um, so the economics are skewed against working class people in, in our world. So what is it we need to do to like, you know, another another amazing example is, um, so I did a little bit of work. I was in a collective. They're still going and doing incredible work with a, with a festival called Decolonize Fest, which I would strongly recommend you guys checking out. And they're, mm -hmm. they're, they're putting on shows. Oh, you may have heard them already. Um, and they, they were part of a group uh, sort of in parallel to them called First Timers. And the whole deal of First Timers was that you, was that it gave people who'd never played instruments before, like, instrument and kind of taught them the basics of how to play them and put them in bands and like three bands no more than that maybe like four or five first timer bands are now still going and one of them big joni supported st vincent the other week at, at, like in hammersmith and and um you know that size venues like if we if we just try and set an intention and just think about this a bit more creatively it's hard work obviously it's easier said than done but like it's it's really possible like you know yeah you just need to just do a bit of redistribution a bit of thinking i think yeah because i guess like as you said is i guess the class element and this is something that i'm mm. i don't know it's more of a following on for a kind of a fair few months is that like i think especially like season london for example like mm -hmm. i think pupil slice is the only band again i can't remember if i'm wrong who i know are kind of based out of london and obviously you've got like employees mm. to serve who are woking as you don't follow that but you, but you seem to like and, and us but technically <laughs> yeah yeah I, i'm just kind of like because going back to something about that punk like you've got so many punk bands and even hardcore bands out of london yeah. in like the last more well, the last century and it now mm -hmm. feels and like given that london's the biggest city in england and in, in the uk yeah, yeah. You'd think, yeah, it'd be like a shitload of like metalcore bands and like post-hardcore bands, hardcore bands, and it just doesn't seem like that. And I do wonder if that's mm. because of like the cost and the class element. 
So, like, for example, like, especially, like, the Northwest scene is doing more. And I guess, like, I... Yeah, yeah. And with the way things are going, like, one of my concerns is, is that, yeah, you will lose a lot of the working class bands and people in the genre, and then you then lose a lot of, like, perspective, experience that Massively. feeds into the music. Um, and then, so, yeah, you'll just be stuck with, like, a bunch of middle-class boring bands it's not really a question it's more of a thought but i guess it's kind of yeah, no, the yeah ta- absolutely the I, you touched I on kind well. of yeah lean into that i think i i really worry about that as well i don't know i don't exactly know what the problem what the yeah. solution to that is apart from things like first time as an initiative yeah. but really i mean unfortunately some of these are real structures ah, let's cards on the table it's a uh, tory government like sorry yeah. but like if you've got Pretty if you've much. got a government that is in hock to housing developers then london london will never thrive under the tory government mm-hmm. under a tory government and like that means that the arts will never be incubated like or at least not the art the kind of art that they think is useful um and so yeah and property price as long as property prices are, are going nuts in in major cities and you know all these kind of trends are happening which they have no interest in doing anything proactive mm. to solve and if anything they're interested their vested interest is in, in keeping the system going then it will be a real challenge i think i think firstly like us thinking about it and acknowledging that it's a problem it, it, which is the same with you know like diversity of uh, gender and um, ethnic representation like racial representation like we had to acknowledge that that was a problem start doing something about it and so i think we have to do the same with class and be like yeah this is not good guys like we're, we're really sitting on the sat on the ticking time bomb of yeah it's going to be all middle class bands and it's going to be people like people like me and people like talking to you guys like you know which is not in- i don't want that <laughs> i don't want this thing to just be people like me i want i want like people who have vast like as i say like i want it enriched with diversity of experience including including working class people like there i sense that there is a there is a kind of round away path as i say like a lot of the bands who came from that decolonized first first timers thing even though that was all about like poc representation there was a lot of working class people who went to first timers who are who are poc as well um and they sit in the intersection of that and again it was about like giving them access to a community space and a guitar and all this sort of stuff to like nurture talent um yeah i mean so so initiatives like people getting proactive with initiatives like that is an important part of it you know like I'm sure Arts Council funding is available for those kind of groups. Maybe people don't know how to access it, that kind of thing. It's a tough one. It's a tough mm. one, and I do worry about it. And, like, there's no money in music. That is a big problem. Yeah, it's it, there are some tricky structural issues that we're, that we're going to face, um, and I think some of it's got to come from good initiatives. Some of it's just going to come from, like, yeah, proactive government policy on, and, like, local government policy on, like, council funding. You know, why is it that venues in Europe have can pay you 500 euros to come as a DIY touring band is because they get really good arts council funding. And that is a tough sell in this country because we just don't value art in the same way that other places do, or like we don't value certain kinds of art mm. as much as we do others. Um, but it is it is really important to me, for sure. Unionising and all these other things, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of tough solutions to this problem. Yeah, because I think like, for example, like Spiritbox example, my Spiritbox violence behind this one, if you read it, it's like mm. partly you know, thank you for the Canadian government for giving us funds. And I think, like, even as a wider country, we're basically going to slowly go down the pecking order. Yeah. Because like, I'm not, I'm not, it won't be too extreme, but I feel like, you know, given all the bands many we've mentioned have been, like, the UK's been much a leading country in a lot of genres. And, like, yeah. you're slowly seeing, like, a lot of bands coming out of Germany, 
out of France, out of Scandinavian countries, and it's like yeah. these people. If you keep, this might be very pessimistic, which I'm kind of leading towards too. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. these countries, that they, you know, give it like 20, 30 years, these countries will be the ones leading mm-hmm. the way, and will be the ones behind, and it'll be that'll be shit for all of us because you know, yeah. culture is a thing that kind of you know enhances your life quite a lot, and it's like. Yeah, again, that's just kind of a more of a, a brain dump, but yeah. Maybe, like... no, maybe. I think that's I think that's a risk. I think I feel a bit more glass half full about it because we have, we do have, as you say, we we st- I think we're still going to be able to eat quite a lot of that legacy out for quite mm. a while. Like yeah. we have a lot of like old school infrastructure, even if we don't have what what we need what we need now to really nurture new talent. Like I think we do have a lot of history here. People do still see the UK as a place like people look to our music industry, at least they definitely do with pop acts to like, to have world-class pop acts. And to some extent, like in, in some other, definitely like rappers, R and B, like a lot of mainstream genres, people are still looking to the UK as like, yes, that is where that kind of as part of the Anglosphere more so than Canada, for example, you know, like Drake, notwithstanding, like they like a lot of our artists, for example, you know, will head, will become, Coachella headliners and that kind of thing still even now um what what I think I'm more worried about is I heard someone someone said that like yeah the direction of metal metal's going to go the way of jazz and it will be this like niche genre that's beloved by a very small core audience who will be willing to put up the money but it will never be able to do the big numbers that it used to and I think that is a real risk some people would argue fine like it they're screaming it's never going to be a big genre sorry think, that's think, the pact that you can. made but yeah no exactly of course it can absolutely so that's the question for whoever is next in government after we kick these fuckers out it's like if do you want to do you want to nurture that or do you want to just let it wither on the vine and just you know just just sort of um collapse in on itself because you know yeah i say from my experience we've been at this 10 years it's it's a tough racket and you don't make money so like you know, I mean, what, what are we gonna what are we gonna do to nurture? Our, our bands just can bands are always gonna keep making great records for fun, especially here, because we have done. You know, like there's no financial incentive for us or People Slicer or Conjurer or Employed Server any of those bands to do what we've done. We just love it. So, great music will keep happening. It's just whether I think the, like the broader kind of economic infrastructure around it will survive to mean that it actually gets in front of people or it can be a viable thing for people to do. I think that's the key thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, should we do a more fun question about live shows? <laughs> go, yeah, yeah, we've got one on list um, about live shows. Down, down on the dumps right now. Half nine, is that all right, guys? I'm That's really fine. Sorry. That's fine. fine. I need to have dinner anyway. Yeah, <laughs> should we do a quick? I don't know, just a quick one. How are you looking for? I've got with seven minutes is a good time for me to burble on about God knows what else. Yeah, because Max and I will both be at the London show, so I guess like. Oh, sick! Uh, oh, nice. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess just kind of these songs are different. So I guess it's kind of, yeah. I guess how are you feeling about a general a general blurb? How are you feeling about doing the tour with all the new stuff? Yeah, great. I think yeah, very excited to be honest. Like we've upped, our, I think we've upped our game. I think the stage setup is going to be cool. We're we're you know we're bringing the whole look and the new vibe. You know, last last tour we were really about like confetti cannons and that kind of thing, and this tour we're a bit more about like we've got some other cool stuff that we're bringing with us. Um, yeah, hopefully, I think people will feel that we've just we've just tried to take up the live show a gear in in parallel with how the, the album sounds. Um, we've not really we've not toured for two and a bit years now, so 
we're a bit nervous because we're like, oh crap, we're getting back. Like, you know, we're coming back to this and we're a bit, and maybe we're going to be a bit rusty, but um, we're also incredibly excited because obviously that's the reason why we do this is to get out and yeah. playing in front of people. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be sick. I'm really excited about the, the release story. It's going to be really, really good. Yeah, it's going to be sick to finally see some of these songs live as well. I mean, these 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 songs are going to pop off, I'm sure. Well, thanks. So. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Even even when we did that little like that show we were supposed to be doing with Shy Hillard where they cancelled, like it, playing the new stuff was so good. It was so nice, yeah. and already like people knew some of the words and that kind of thing. It was great, really amazing. I can't imagine that's like a really uh, uh, what's the word like a validating moment. Where you you have a single out even not even like a whole album mm. you've got a single out and people already know the words they're singing them back to you it's and that's insane. just like oh shit yeah we've actually made an impact already dope it's Album's insane even it's out insane yet. yeah you have no idea until that stuff like that happens like as you as you guys have said it like it exists completely in your mind or in your bedroom or just like walking around and then like to hear it resonating with people to the extent that they're like yelling it back at you is like it's incredible it's the dream it's the main reason why we do this is for moments like that absolutely. Yeah, I, I completely understand that. That's a fucking, it's a, it's an amazing thing to have people connect with your with your own art. I suppose mm. in a way, that, even if it's on their own terms. Like I know we talked a lot about you know intent in music, and and even if someone assigns their own intent, and you can get into all notions of like death of the author and stuff like that, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like I yeah, think yeah, which we yeah, if, which if I didn't yeah. have to go at half nine, we could. But yeah, we could. But yeah, no, that's a that's a whole can of worms. Um, but the um, yeah, like people. People can really resonate with with art through their own their own kind of uh, interpretation of what it means, even if that was nowhere near the intention of the author or the okay. artist or whatever. I mean, you can you can you can attribute anything to anything, I'm sure, and there could be a valid reason for you to say that. <laughs> like, you can, you can, and also like that again to me is like coming back to what we were chatting about earlier about the medium being the message. Where like that that's the thing I think like what you hope for is that people hear the sounds that you put and they understand like through the music, what you're communicating as much through the lyrical content. So yeah. Um, it, it's also incredibly validating when it, when it's bang on the nose and people get what we were trying to do, you know, in the way that we understood it. That is really, really nice as well as the stuff where people are like, Oh, like where we're like, what, what are they on about? Like, that's not what we meant to talk. You're like, it's both are cool because it means that people are engaging and it's, as you say, it's, resonating with people which is the which is the dream really yeah yeah cool i think that's a good note good to end on, on yeah. to be honest <laughs> yeah yeah Sick. um shout Thanks, out guys. it was uh, great to chat sh shout out nightlife and uh, shout out callous dow boys yeah hold tight both those bands <laughs> for sure huge yeah, huge fans yeah. shout out shout out zulu that's a, that's so, it i saw yeah. them recently and like mate well, outbreak everyone just get on the train with zulu like yeah uh, everyone's getting on the train with soul glow now